the battle of good and evil. Before the Lord found me, and while I was still practicing the Indian spiritual ways, my cousins and I sometimes used to get together and do ceremonies. One particular cousin, the one who shot my nephew, used to get himself into all kinds of trouble with the law. Some of his misdemeanors were very serious, degrading things like rape. I and my cousins felt responsible to sacrifice and give offerings and do ceremonies to intercede for him, especially before his court hearings. If convicted, he could have done long stretches in prison. When we did have these ceremonies on his behalf, he would walk, i.e. be acquitted or freed, on technicalities. When this happened, we would give all the glory to the ancestral spirits and to ourselves. Now, when my cousin shot my nephew, another battle surfaced. The first thing that jumped inside of me, after I came to the realization that my nephew was shot and killed, was a spirit of murder and killing. I told myself, he's dead meat. I'm going to blow him away for doing this. I would have no problem in doing it. At the same time, however, I realized I was thinking of going to war against my relatives. Like I said, murder and killing were still in me. To the devil, this was a good time to use these weapons to destroy me. He knew it would be too late once I was delivered from these demons. So this was the exact time God brought the brothers and sisters in the Lord to block the path to my destruction by admonishing and exhorting me with the word of God. They worked on me daily with scripture because of my rage and anger. I had problems hearing and focusing on what scripture they were expounding because I was in a state of revenge. I really got defensive and angry when the brothers and sisters quoted the scripture to me. Quote, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. End quote. And, quote, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. End quote. But I cried out, He shot someone I dearly loved, and I'm supposed to forgive? Come on. The one they used most commonly was, quote, You are a new creature in Christ. Behold, old things must pass away. Behold, things must come new. End quote. Those are just a few scriptures I wrote down, because they used so many scriptures. At the same time, they laid hands on me, anointed me with oil, and they prayed earnestly. My white brothers and sisters finally convinced me through scripture that vengeance was the Lord's and not mine. As a result, I gave up trying to avenge my nephew's death. Instead, the Lord had me praying and fasting to prove my God was the Most High God, the Creator of heaven and earth, an awesome God, all-powerful and mighty. My cousin was arrested and put in prison. Several months later, he got his preliminary hearing. Immediately the spiritual warfare started, even though it was only a hearing. Yet I knew what was being done. Offerings were put in place and sacrifices were made for his court day. My wife, one of the white sisters and I, attended the hearing, but not without preparing. We fasted for several days and we offered up a lot of prayer. At the time of the hearing, we sat the, at the back of the courtroom, just 
as it was starting, my cousin, whom I always did the lodges with, entered the courtroom. Along with him came this strong evil presence. I could just feel my insides quiver. He sat down with his old straw cowboy hat on his head. The court wasn't supposed to notice that his hat was on. The spirits were supposed to blind the court from seeing it. Under his hat was some secret medicine believed to have the power of mind control. This hidden medicine was supposed to sway the court. As it happened, a young RCMP officer happened to look around and spotted the hat. He stood up and spoke to my cousin. Take the hat off. My cousin pretended to be surprised at being found out and said, Oh, sorry, and then he took it off. Still the evil presence remained heavy in the courtroom. About halfway through the proceedings, we all of a sudden felt the spirits leave. All this time we had been praying and commanding these spirits to leave. But to make a long story short, my cousin stayed in remand for over two years before he got his trial. He was sentenced to additional time to be added to the two years he had already spent in the remand center. The center is a place where they hold criminals before their trial. They could spend years there before the conviction or release. After conviction, they send criminals to prisons around the province. If he hadn't been sentenced to additional time but got out instead, all the glory would have gone to my cousin, Mother Earth, and the ancestral spirits. But God Almighty prevailed, and I believe it was because we fasted and prayed each time that there was a court appearance. After he got out of prison... I told my cousin about what I almost did to him. His answer was, just think how many people I would have hurt and didn't know about it.